Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman. Welcome to Directional Bible Ministries, a teaching ministry that desires to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. Uh, last time we were together, uh, we uh, did session number 15, and we looked at uh, chapter 3, verses 9 through 13. And in that study, we saw Paul stating that his purpose in life was to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, to the extent that even the principalities and powers in heavenly places would know. The phrase, faith of him, we looked at that uh, and saw how other translations want to make that faith in him, uh, and his desire that they should not feel sorry for him, but realize that everything that he was going through was actually for them. So, of course, you can find all of our teachings at dwaynespearman.org, which will bring you to my Blogspot page. And then also remember that all of the teachings are on Rumble, they're on YouTube, they're on Apple, they're on Spotify, they're on SoundCloud. So everything's there uh, if you want to catch up or take a look or review and of course, once I finish the book of Ephesians, I will do what I did with the book of Galatians and the book of Acts. And you can see what I've done with those. I have actually uh, published those on uh, Amazon. And uh, of course, if you're a member of Am uh, Kindle Unlimited, you can read them for free. Or if you want the paperback, you can get that as well. So all of that is there. So today we're going to pick up in verse number 14, chapter number 3. So if you have your Bible or, you know, it feels fun. If you have your Bible, I guess nowadays you have a digital Bible. But uh, if you've got your Bible, um, I know when I pastored, I always loved to see, um, let me turn down the volume on this headset just a little bit. I always love to see uh, people turning in their Bibles. Of course, I realize today, and I'm guilty of it myself, it's just so much easier to Use your phone, though I must admit, in my study at home, and I still like to carry a hard copy of the Bible. I really, really, really enjoy that, just knowing. There's just something about being able to memorize it better when you have a Bible, especially when you have your favorite Bible. Um, you just kind of know where the text is. Based, Your mind kind of is photo, what's the word? Uh, photographic, <laughs> your mind just knows that verse is, for example, on the right-hand page, center left. You know, I mean, there's something about your mind that knows where it is after you've handled it. Vice, when you are, when you're using a, uh, a phone or a, a tablet, you know, you you can't do that. So I, I think in a way we've kind of digressed in that area um, kind of hurts me to see so many in church today. And I know I'm getting off. I'm on a tangent this morning, but uh, they are just not carrying Bibles at all. They're not carrying Bibles. They're not carrying uh, smart devices. They're just looking at the screen in front of them. Um, and they're trusting that it's going to be up there on the PowerPoint for them to look at. I, I don't think that, that, that helps. I don't think as, um, as Bible teachers were helping in that regard. So when I pastored, I actually made it a point to make sure that they had to turn in their Bibles to see where I was going. 
um, as pastors, we have an obligation as teachers to teach them. You know, and when the lights go out, the smart devices aren't going to work, and the power, the PowerPoint's not going to come up. So I think we're doing a disservice to our peeps, to our uh, the people that we're discipling, ministering to, by making them lazy in that regard. But anyway, be that as it may, this is a this is a podcast, and um, all my notes are up there for you to see. So uh, whether you're traveling or listening, um, I will read all the verses for you. So um, you saw where we left off. According in verse chapter number three, verse eleven, according to the eternal purpose which He purposed in Christ our Lord, and of course He's still talking about the to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, and I've just made that kind of the motto for my ministry here at Directional Bible because that's really you know, what my ministry is, to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hidden God who created all things by Christ Jesus. So it was hid, it was revealed to the Apostle Paul, to the intent that now even the principalities and the powers in in the heavenlies might be known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. So now everybody knows the cat's out of the bag according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. It was always in God's plan. The church, or this dispensation of the church, the dispensation of grace, or what I would prefer to call the postponement that we are living in now, was uh, in the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. He knew what was going to happen. He knew that, uh, I mean, that's called foreknowledge. God knew that the nation of Israel was going to reject their Messiah. Uh, which didn't, you know, if you look back and you follow my teachings for any length of time, that is not why they were set aside as a nation. They were set aside as a nation when Christ rose again and Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and offered them the kingdom. Uh, And they rejected that offer for the, I mean, it was set out. He offered it. Stephen offered it. They rejected. They killed Stephen. And God had to raise up the apostle Paul. And, of course, reveal to him this fellowship of the mystery. Um, but that is when Israel was set aside. That's when their decline began. Uh, but it was in the eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. And I just had this discussion with somebody the other day on Facebook. All the other translations want to change that to by, the, by faith in him. That's not what the text says. It's by the faith of him. It is our faith in his faith that saves us. He is the one that set it in motion. So the translation is perfectly fine in the KJV, just as it is rendered. Wherefore, I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is for your glory. In other words, don't be all bummed out. I mean, what I'm going through is for you. You're the one that's going to benefit from it. And again, Paul is ministering to both Jew and Gentile. Understand, there's only one way a man can be saved today, and that is by the grace gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's by faith in that fact, belief in that fact, that a man, woman, child is is saved, period. Nothing else, full stop. Uh, It's faith plus nothing. Uh, They don't have to do this and do that. Now, Some of that may be evidence that faith really took place, but it's not a part 
of the gospel of grace. And we get in trouble when we start making it a part of the gospel of grace. Um, and then he says in verse number 14, where we pick up today, it's for this cause that I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So it's for this cause, implies that since Paul knows the manifold wisdom of God that he mentioned in verse 10, and his eternal purpose that he mentioned in verse 11, now he bows his knees in prayer to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, and asks the following in verses 16 through 19. And what does he ask? That he would grant unto you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. So this is what he asks. This is his prayer. Gusick, David Gusick points out that our prayers are much more effective when we know what we are praying for according to the purpose and the will of God. And I believe that. I mean, we're praying with purpose. Uh, we know what we're praying for. Um, and again, so this is what Paul's praying, that he would grant you according to the riches of the glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. His prayer is they is that they might be strengthened with might, but according to the riches of his glory in the inner man, how by the Holy Spirit. And we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, watch ye, stand fast in faith, quit you like men, be strong. You know, I mean, he wants us to be strengthened. Um, and how are we going to do that? In faith. Uh, and we're going to strengthen the inner man when we do that. So his desire is that they are continually strengthened abundantly according to the work of the Holy Spirit in the inner man. I mean, what good is it if our outer men, our outer man, if we, if we take care of that and we ignore the inner man, and that's what's happening so much today around us, is we're so worried about what's going on the outside, we're ignoring what's happening on the inside. Um, Paul said something similar to the Romans in Romans 7.22, For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. You know, a lot of times we're feeding the outward man, but we are starving the inward man. You know, and we, you know, even those who go to church, what do we do? We go check a box, you know, 1.5 hours on a Sunday morning. Uh, very few return Sunday night. Very few churches even offer a Sunday night, let alone maybe a Wednesday night. You know, so what are we doing? We're fattening up the outer man and we're ignoring the inner man. That's why you, me, we need to be in the Word of God. We need to be studying the Word of God on a daily basis. Every day I'm in the Word. You need to be in the Word. It's not your pastor or responsibility to feed you um, every day, every hour. That's our responsibility. Trust me, when your outer man gets hungry, you're going to find a refrigerator. Well, when your inward man gets hungry, you need to find a Bible. You need to be in the Word of God studying, and that's how I feed myself. Trust me, my outer man is not, <laughs> you know, is doing fine. It's my inward man that I need to pay attention to. 
in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. I just skipped my verse. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is is renewed day by day. So our inward man, notice, is renewed day by day. The outward man is dying. One day they'll lay this body down. But it's the inward man that is being renewed day by day. And how? By the washing of the water of the Word. It's by being in the Word of God. And we need to do that. You know, I I get so frustrated, um, you know, as a teacher, as someone who's, I feel like I'm trying to force feed people sometimes. Uh, the bottom line, they just do not have a hunger for spiritual things. Why? They're so earthly. They're no heavenly good. Uh, I mean, the day-to-day necessities drives us uh, more so than what's going on in the inward man. The inner man is said to be the heart, the mind, the soul, as compared to the outer man. We need to feed these things just as the outer man needs to be cared for, so does the inner. Uh, we need to purposely be in the Word of God. Albert Barnes, one of my favorite commentators, says, The inner man needs a constant supply of grace. Every Christian needs grace given each day to enable him to bear the trials, to resist the temptation, to discharge his duty, to live a life of faith. And how do we do that? By feeding the inner man. And again, I believe this requires action on our part. God's not going to intravenously feed us. He's not going to force feed you. Um, it, and you know what? It does not come naturally. Um, Galatians 5.16, the Apostle Paul says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We need to flush the flesh. The reason our flesh is so strong is because we feed it so much. An old Indian chief of an American Indian tribe had just come to a new faith in Jesus because of the regular visits to the tribe by an early American preacher. You realize that Harvard, Dartmouth, Yale, all these schools were started... (laughs) as a way to reach the Indians with the gospel, the American Indians with the gospel. Now look at them. They're godless. Um, They're not only godless, they hate God. Um, Just sad, you know, uh, being exposed to the education system on a daily basis. It's discouraging. As the preacher continued to make his visits to the tribe, he continued to instruct the chief in the workings of his new faith. One day as the preacher came to visit, he asked the new believer, Well, chief, how's it going? The chief replied, Two dogs inside. Small dog, big dog. Always fighting. So the preacher asked, Well, which dog is winning? The chief said, The one that I feed. <laughs> and again, that's the one that's going to win. You know, which dog are you feeding? Because uh, that's the one that's going to win in your life. And, you know, when we start backsliding and falling into sin, it's because we're feeding the wrong dog uh, and we're ignoring the other dog. Uh, Very, very true uh, statement. Um, 
And then notice in verse number 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. So again, he's continuing in his prayer here, and this is what he's praying for. So he says, for this cause, I bow my knee. And the first part of his prayer is that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by faith in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. This is a continuous thought, implying that if that that um, if they did verse sixteen, which is uh, being strengthened in the in the in the inner man, then Christ will dwell in their hearts by faith, and they would be rooted and grounded in love. <laughs> That's what it is, you know. Why is there so much? You know, just discord going on, not only in the world, but in the body of Christ today. The inner man is being ignored. Pastors are not teaching the Word of God. They have become life coaches. That's what they've become. Uh, They shy away from societal ills. They don't want to talk about what's going on in our culture because they're, they know it would divide their body. Well, if you would just teach the Word of God verse by verse, chapter by chapter, <laughs> and let the Word of God speak for itself, they're not stupid. When you get to the text, it says what it says. Your job is just to exegete that. Your job is just to interpret that for them, and you just lay it there and let it lay there. And, you know, one of two things are going to happen. They're going to they're going to reject it or they're going to accept it. The ones that accept it will grow in grace and their walks with the Lord. And the ones that reject it will walk away. Um, so, again, if you would do this, Christ would dwell in your hearts by faith that you being and you'll be rooted and grounded in love. And then he goes on in verse 18, and you will be able to comprehend with all the saints What is the breadth, the length, the depth, the height? And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you might be filled with the fullness of God. In other words, it is only then that they would be able. And understand, I have to say they because this wasn't, this was written to for to them for us. So I got to interpret it before I can apply it. And that doesn't happen a lot in the body of Christ today in the church. Um In other words, it is only then that they would be able to understand or comprehend with all the saints, that's everybody in the body of Christ, what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, the love of Christ. If anyone understands this, it would have been the Jewish people. Of course, none of us can attain to this in this life, but it's not a reason not to try. I mean, how can I possibly understand the height, the length, the depth, I mean, of the love of Christ. It's, 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 you know, Paul called it unsearchable, the unsearchable riches of Christ. I mean, how do you search for something that's unsearchable? It's, it's like a man groping in the darkness for a light switch. It's knowing where the truth is and looking for it continuously. And that's what we need to do. Uh, as a man gropes for a light switch. 
Um, I mean, I, I mentioned that about the Jewish people, how close they were to God. They were the ones that received the oracles of God. They were the ones that received the law. Uh, and yet, you know, in many ways, you know, before the part- partition was removed, now Jew and Gentile in the body of Christ, you know, now, you know, we, even though it's it's almost impossible to obtain, it's not an excuse not to search for it. Again, it's the unsearchable riches of Christ. After all, it is necessary if we want to be filled with the fullness of God. And that means to be filled to capacity with Jesus. <laughs> the world needs more Jesus, but the world's too busy rejecting Jesus. The church is too busy misrepresenting Jesus. Um, I mean, who wouldn't want that to be filled with the fullness of God. Well, it doesn't come by osmosis, folks. I mean, you need to be a student of the scriptures. You need to study the scriptures. You know, I used to say, you just need to read your Bible. No, you don't. You need to study your Bible. Let me tell you something. I've been a student, and I'm sure you have been too. I can read without comprehension. I can read chapters (laughs) and not understand a thing that I just read. Um, not only not even being able to understand it, I can't even tell you what I just read. It's amazing how our minds, you know, you ever read a sentence that's backward or a sentence where the, a lot of the letters are gone and your mind knows what should be there. I mean, your mind can read your mind, you know, but your mind is not going to understand it unless you take time to study it. Okay, that's what, study to show thyself approved a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing. That's not just reading. Okay, that is studying the word of God, rightly dividing the word of God. And again, it doesn't come by osmosis. We have to be students of scripture. Next time we together, we'll start in verse number 22 where he begins a another another thought. See, there's a period there after verse 19, and then he says, now unto him. So we'll get into that next time. God bless you guys. Hope you have a great day. Remember, he loves you, wants the best for you, and he's working all things out for our good.